Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. How does God save? In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, it's very clear that by grace, through faith, we have been saved. So it is not through our action or our effort, but it is totally by God's grace. And God uses our faith in Christ Jesus. So faith is the instrument that the faith that comes from the Lord is the instrument that God uses. But ultimately, it is by God's grace. But the question is, how does that really work? Is there any example? Today, we are going to see the example of God's grace through faith. And uh, we can see that example from Acts chapter 10. Now, we learn from Ethiopian eunuch's example in Acts chapter 8. As we're going through the book of Acts, we see the wonderful work of God who saves and who forms the church and how the Holy Spirit works among His people. So, we're going to continue this series and we're going to look into uh, this wonderful story of the man named Cornelius. And in this story, we can learn three things. That God, God controls everything, and that God is the one who ultimately uh, orchestrates and prepares. So, God prepares, and Jesus is proclaimed, and the Holy Spirit is poured out. And this is how Cornelius was saved. So, let's look at today's passage from Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 46. While Peter was still speaking, there are these words, The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. All the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had also been poured out on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Amen. Now, let me give you some background uh, of this story. As you are reading through the book of Acts chapter 10, you see the man named Cornelius. Now, Cornelius was not a Jew, as you could see that he was a Gentile, but he was not just a normal Gentile. He was an army official because he was a centurion. Okay, so he was a high-ranked person. However, he was, it, 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 the Bible says he was a God-fearing, and he was also doing a, so many good things to Jewish people. So, of course, we can see from the story that at least he believed in God, right? He was afraid. He had a fear of God. So that is definitely a positive thing. But he did not, uh, even uh, in that point, in that moment, he was not a Christian because he was not believing in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, but at least he was a good man and he was a God-fearing man. But imagine this. I mean, this centurion, he was a Roman. He must be a Roman citizen, so he must be a very high-ranked uh, person. And there could be so many reasons why, uh, that he could look down on Jewish people because Jewish, the Israel was kind of occupied uh, by Rome. And uh, he could uh, just like, okay, I, I do not have to believe in Jewish God. But for some reason, he had a faith in God. And he uh, helped uh, Jewish people. Okay, But one day, he, had, he heard the voice from God's angel that he will need to find a man named Simon, which is Peter. And then Peter is going to tell him what to do. But at the same time, so this is what God prepared part. At the same time, God spoke to, God showed up in um, Peter's while he was in trance. 
And Peter saw that there is a big bag was coming down from heaven, but the big bag was filled with so many dirty animals, unclean animals. But God said, eat them. And Peter was so surprised and shocked. Why would I eat them? I mean, there are dirty, unclean animals. I would not eat it. And then God said, the one that I cleaned, the one God cleaned, you should not call it unclean because God cleaned it. So that was the message of that trance. And Peter was like, okay, what, what does that really mean? He didn't have any clue until he met Cornelius. And he realized that God orchestrated, God prepared this meeting because God spoke to Cornelius and God spoke to Peter. Here we go. They met together. And then Peter began to figure out that this was definitely orchestrated by him, by God, that God prepared this meeting for Cornelius to hear the voice of God. So let's just pause here uh, just for a moment. moment. Who did all this preparation? Did Peter do that? No, not at all, because Peter had no desire to meet with Gentiles, because as he was speaking to the Cornelius, he said, you know, Jewish people normally would not hang out with hang out with uh, the unclean people, which is Gentiles. However, because he saw the he saw the vision in the trance, God began to change Peter's heart to soften his heart to meet with this Gentile, but it's really not just about uh, crossing the cultural or ethical barrier, but it is really for sharing the gospel with the Gentiles, with this Roman centurion, the uh, Cornelius. But at the same time, you know, God was speaking to this Roman centurion. So we need to look at this. Why would God say that? Why would God do that? I mean, can God just save Cornelius right away? I mean, if God prepared everything, and God is the Savior, God is the Lord, and He could just save Cornelius right there, right? Without even meeting with Peter, and uh, God did not have to bother Peter waking him up, or God did not have to use Peter for Gentiles, because that is really Apostle Paul's job, not really Peter's job, right? So why would he do that? Because of the second part, which is Jesus is proclaimed. So the first thing, the very, very important foundation is this. God prepares. God prepares for His people to come to know Him. We cannot come to know God by our own power, by our own wisdom. We cannot save ourselves. Again, in, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, clearly says, by God's grace. So this is the great example of God's grace that his, by His grace He prepared for Cornelius and Peter meet together. So in your life, if you are a Christian, think about this, how you became a Christian. Is it because of all your effort? Is it because you found the church and you found someone and you found the Bible verse so that you came to Jesus Christ? Well, God used them. But here's the key. It's not you, but God initiated. God pulled you. God dragged you. God attracted you to Him. God is the one who leads you. Unless Father uh, uh, drives you unless the Father, God the Father, leads you. No one can come to the Lord, as we see in John chapter 6. So we always need to start with God's grace. God prepares, God leads, and God initiates. 
But second part is also equally important, which is that Jesus is proclaimed. That yes, God prepares, but for what? God prepares for you to hear the gospel of Christ Jesus. So let's go back to today's passage again. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words. Okay, what are these words? Okay, Peter, when, met, when he met Cornelius, he began to preach the gospel message. He started with all great uh, the summary of Old Testament, and then he moved on to Jesus is the one who is promised that Jesus died, and he rose again, and he is the judge. Jesus is death and resurrection, and he will come back here as the final judge. So this is the very important integral part element in the book of, uh, in the gospel of Christ Jesus. So Peter was speaking, was proclaiming Jesus Christ. I mean, again, let let me let's go back to the the question that I asked you a little earlier. That why not God just save uh, Cornelius? I mean, he did not have to meet with Peter uh, to be saved, right? Why would God do that? Number one, God used a human instrument, which is Peter. God used Peter to speak the message. But what was the content of the message? It was about Jesus Christ. Very, very important. Yes, God prepares. But God prepares for people to hear the gospel of Christ Jesus because the message of Christ is the integral message that saves us. Without knowing Jesus, without believing in Jesus, His death and resurrection, we cannot truly be saved. Yes, God saves us, but God uses the truth the truth of Christ Jesus, Jesus' death and resurrection, integral part of the gospel. That's why Jesus says in John chapter 14, 6, I'm the way, truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the truth, the message, the word of God. So he is the way to God. He is the only way to God, according to Acts chapter 4, 12. There is no other name given to us under heaven to save us. So we have to go through Jesus, his death and resurrection, the message. So Cornelius was hearing this message of the gospel. And then what happened, the final thing is this, that the Holy Spirit was poured out. So let's, let's look at the, this verse again. While Peter was speaking these words, while Peter was speaking, proclaiming the gospel of Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. So we can see that it was not just Cornelius, but the people around him was also hearing the gospel of Christ Jesus. What a great blessing is it. It's not just one person, but God has God's heart is for the nations. The whole people, that these people who are around Cornelius were also uh, receiving the Holy Spirit. So as you can see from this passage here, the Holy Spirit was present. He was poured out upon these people. But doesn't that remind you of something? You know, Acts chapter 2, the 120 disciples of Christ Jesus, they received the Holy Spirit. The same thing was happening here. If you look at this passage again, 
in verse 45, all the Jewish believers who come with Peter were ast- astonished. They were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit has been also uh, poured out in the Gentiles in the past. They thought that it was only for Jewish people, but it was. The Holy Spirit is given to the uh, non-Jewish Gentile people as well. The salvation has come to the nations, to Gentiles, as they can see. So th- that was the vivid example, vivid uh, uh, the uh, evidence that the salvation has come to other other than to the people other than Jewish people. In verse 46, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. Speaking in tongues, exalting God. This is exactly what happened in Acts chapter 2. When they received the Holy Spirit, they began to speak in different languages, which is speaking in tongue. And then the message of the, the speaking in tongue was exalting God. The, they were proclaiming the Word of God. They were proclaiming the kingdom of God as well. So the, we can see already here the reproduction of the gospel proclamation so let's put them all this together how did it start god prepares god prepared peter and cornelius to meet together and then second there at that meeting jesus was proclaimed the gospel was proclaimed and then when gospel was being proclaimed the holy spirit was poured out upon these people so they received the gift of the holy spirit they began to speaking tongue and telling the glory of god so this is a very typical pattern of salvation this is how god saves first he orchestrates everything he prepares and second the gospel is proclaimed preached and then when we receive christ jesus as we are hearing the gospel as we are believing in him the holy spirit is coming upon us and he is filling us so we become born again just like in the Acts chapter 2 verse 38 when peter was preaching the gospel he challenged the people to turn away from their sin and then they received the gift of the holy spirit and they were all baptized 300 people were baptized same thing here that cornelius and their people who received the holy spirit were baptized that day as well so important it still applies now the bible says cornelius was a very good man he was a god-fearing man but it it's not enough if this person does not know christ jesus no matter how great person how good character how high high ranking you are without christ jesus you cannot receive the holy spirit you cannot be saved very very uh, important message that we, we can learn from this passage. Again, let, if I go back to, if we go back to the question, why does, why not just God save him without Peter, without hearing the gospel of Christ Jesus? Isn't God all powerful to save? Yes, God is almighty to save, but he uses the message of Christ Jesus to save us and then he fills us with the holy spirit and that's how we become a christian that's how we become church now we say there are so many great people in other religions right and they may say well we fear god we worship god but we're not really interested in the bible we're not really interested in uh the jesus christ but we have all our own way to be saved we have our own system to go to god because we love god well it sounds so good but again we need to know that god used peter okay god used his human instrument to proclaim the name of christ jesus and so it's the same thing today no matter how great people we find from other religions 
for them to be saved, for them to go to heaven, for them to become born again, they have to, they need to hear the gospel of Christ Jesus. So, who does God use? God used Peter. Likewise, God uses his church now. God uses, God can use you. You need to be, we need to be used by God as his instrument to proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus. But when we proclaim the gospel, we need to talk. We need to tell about Jesus' death and resurrection, his ascension and the redemptive work that he has done. Right? He will come back to the world to judge the world. We need to present the full gospel of Christ Jesus. Otherwise, they cannot be saved. Right? They cannot truly experience the glory of God. They cannot experience the grace of God. Of course, God loves everyone. God already loved Cornelius even before he heard the gospel of Christ Jesus. That's why God prepared everything for him to hear the gospel of Christ Jesus. Likewise, we should not stop proclaiming the gospel of Christ Jesus. Yes, God loves our neighbors. God loves our friends. God loves our family members and everything. But God wants to use us, use you as his instrument to proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus. So we need to continue to do that. And we need to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes upon those who believe in Christ Jesus. And then he will do amazing things as he did through in and through Cornelius, they began to proclaim the kingdom of God through speaking in tongue. We must expect the work of God as we are proclaiming the gospel of Christ Jesus. Never, never despise, look down, or underestimate the power of the word of God. Right? As you can see in this passage, that while Peter was preaching, Okay, It was during the preaching time these people received the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine the scene that these people were filled with the Holy Spirit during the worship time? You know, the, Do you see that in your worship service? Do you experience that? We should not just come to church to listen to 30 minutes long talk. Okay, That is not our purpose. We must expect the work, work of God through the Word of God that is proclaimed every Sunday. And whenever we go to a neighborhood or those different places, the streets or marketplaces to proclaim the gospel of Christ Jesus, we are carrying the power of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is the dynamite. It is the double-edged sword, just like in Hebrews 4:12. It will penetrate the people of God. I mean, it will penetrate the heart of God, heart of people. And then, when God exposes their sins, and they will be desperate, desperate, uh, and then they will come to uh, Christ uh, by desperate faith in the Lord. Then they will see, they will experience the Holy Spirit is given to them. It's poured out upon them. Of course, not everyone will do the, will come to Jesus Christ because there will be some people who will resist. But those who will receive will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let's continue to do this. Let's pray that we will join God's work. That He is already preparing the hearts of people. And then we need to go there and proclaim the gospel message of Christ to Jesus. And we'll need to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon His people, His saved children. 
So let's pray together that we will experience this wonderful work of God. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for teaching us about this wonderful message of how you save people. We thank you that you are not uh, abandoning us. You are not just leave us alone, but you are already at work. And you go before us that you prepare the people of people's heart. You orchestrate everything. And you connect people. And you... Uh, you lead us to those who need to hear your gospel. Everyone needs to hear the gospel. We know that there are some people who will reject, but there are people that you already worked on in their lives that they are ready to come to know you. So, Father, please help us to join you, join your work. Help us not help us not to be lazy, so that we will not neglect the work of the proclamation of Christ Jesus. But Father, please help us and guide us and use our mouth to speak and to proclaim Christ Jesus, His death and resurrection. And as they're hearing, we pray that we would be able to see the wonderful work of God, the Holy Spirit being poured out upon them so their lives would be changed and transformed and they will be totally be uh, new people. There will be new children. There will be also ambassadors for you, just like 2 Corinthians 5.20. So they will begin to proclaim your glory. Oh, Father, please help us and guide us, Lord. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name, we pray it. Amen.